Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What if I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you can be prepared for your tomorrow? Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get On Course. Watch this. This is important. So you have to have a plan. Everybody say, I need a plan. Look at this now. Look at Psalm 20, verse 1. It says, in times of trouble, may the Lord answer you, your cry. May, he, may the name of the God of Jacob keep you safe from all harm. Verse 2. May he send you help from his sanctuary and strengthen you from Jerusalem. Next verse. Um, it says, may he remember all the giving you've done and look favorably upon all the offerings that you lost, the things you lost looking up to him or, or worshiping him. Look at verse 4. May he grant your heart's desire. Watch this now. Read the rest with me. And make all your... And do what? How can God make plans succeed if you have no plans? The reason you're struggling is because you have no plan. It's, it's like me. I keep walking on my yard. I say, I hate this yard. It looks so terrible. It used to, and I'm reminiscing. It used to look so good. It used to bloom. No, no, no. I need a plan. Watch this. And your thing is, well, but Pastor, what are you going to do? You can't afford $10,000 for trees. No, but you know what happened to me? I was going through a magazine. And I saw this picture of a property that would look just like mine. The only difference was they had like this layout. It was like, what do you call it? Um, um, people who do yards. What do you call it? The landscaping. And, and it was landscaped in such a way where, where the trees were big. There was no grass, but it was gorgeous. They had, they had um, limestone put down and, and different kind of, um, um, what do you call it, chips and stuff. And I started looking at this thing. I said, you know what? I got a plan. I got a and here's my plan. My plan is I'm going to find someone that can do this kind of stuff. Somebody say, I need a plan. Watch this now. So the Bible says, may he grant you your heart's desire and make all your plans to succeed. Look at Psalm 119 verse 26. Psalm 119 verse 26. I told you my plans. David is talking to God. Here's what he said. He said, God, I told you my plans. And you answered Watch this now. David said the way I got an answer from God was not I told him my problem. I told him my plan. And he answered my plan. Watch this. Maybe he didn't answer when I told him my problem. When I told him my plan, he answered. And he says, now I said to the Lord, now teach me your decrees. Watch this now. Because God decrees it and I declare it. So teach me, watch this now, what you have said about this so I could say it. He said, help me to understand the meaning of your commandments and I meditate on your wonderful deeds. Now, let me help you out with commandments. We, have, we struggle with commandments because of the way we think about commandments. We think about, about rules and regulation. What about this definition? A command is God telling me what to do. How many of you want God to tell you what to do in your situation? Well, that, that's what David said. David said, help me to understand the meaning of your commandments, of the things you tell me to do, so I will meditate on your wonderful deeds. And there's more. There's other scriptures. There's so many on planning. I can't read them all, but I got I pulled out a few. Look at Proverbs 14, verse 22. Watch this now. If you plan to do evil, you'll be lost. Now, when you read that, it sounds like you're, going, like you're going to hell. But think about it like this. If the reason you're making a plan is to show them, 
or to get them back or to make sure that, that you do something to hurt someone. The Bible says that, imagine this, you get in your car, you start your car, I know what I'm going to do, I'm going to just drive down the street, if they follow me, they're going to get lost. You're going to get lost according to scripture. It says, but if you plan to do good, you'll receive what? Unfailing love and what? He says what God has in store for the person who plans to do something that's beneficial is that God, this is the word hasad again, God will give you mercy. He'll give you the kind of love that won't leave you alone. Even if you mess up in the process, he will be, he'll be there. He'll be faithful. He'll commit himself to you because you got a plan. What about this? God's committed to you, but you're parked. He has nothing to show his power on. Why? Because you parked. You ain't doing nothing. And you know what happens after a while? You start letting the devil tell you that your life is meaningless. You start telling, the devil starts telling you, you're going to wake up tomorrow to do the same thing over and over again. And it's true. You're not planning anything. You're not doing anything, so your life is boring. Being on social media and posting pictures is not a plan. I just don't want people to think that we ain't doing good, so we post pictures. Man, listen to me. I'd rather be, I'd, I'd rather, listen, I'd rather succeed in, in the dark than fail in the light and, and acting like I'm succeeding. Y'all tripping. Look at the next verse. Read this one with me. Ready? Read. You can make... Uh-huh. The problem with a lot of people is you don't plan because, as I said before, God has a plan. And you say, Pastor, wait a minute. I'm concerned that my plan will not fit God's plan. <laughs> right? Here's how it works. He says, you can make many plans. The planning is yours, but the purpose is God's. God says you plan whatever you want to and plan it the way you want to. Plan according to what you like and what you don't like. Plan according to my word. He said, make your plans. He said, but at the end of the day, I'm going to give you, I'm going to bless your plans. But it's going to work for my purpose. Which means I'll shut, down, I'll shut the door on some things that you thought should work. So a good example. I had a situation I was taking care of uh, financially, and I was going to banks to get to some money to leverage it. I needed about fifteen thousand dollars to leverage a situation. Well, I, I went to I went to one situation. It was, uh, the the loan all went all the way to closing. Then I get a call from Arizona. They're in a board meeting, and the underwriters want to talk to me. And they explained to me in, in financial terms why they can't do the loan. Good credit, uh, um, good um, payment history. Um, I'm doing good, but they couldn't do the loan for a single reason. Every time I went to get a loan from somewhere to do this deal, no one would approve it. Then one day, it came up in my heart about someone started talking to me about a line of credit. And I said, nah, the church has those. I don't, I don't do personal line of credit. Well, I was dealing with a bank for the church, and the bank says to me, they said, Pastor, do, do you have a personal line of credit? And I'm like, you know what? That keeps coming up. Talk to me about it. This lady began to explain to me. She said, well, here's how it works. She said, we'll put X amount of dollars in an account for you. You start checking account, we set you up a line of credit. They said, you don't have to use the money in there, but when you use it, we will send you a bill every month for the interest. I said, what you, I mean, I said, what do you mean for the interest? She said, in other words, you're going to pay 4% on what, you, on what you borrow. And the 4% does not include the principal, it's just the interest. And she said, you could pay on that interest as long as you want to. And when you get ready, you pay on the principal, you pay it down, and we'll charge you interest on that. I started doing the math in my head. I said, it's a steal. She said, mm-hmm. And she said, and a lot of wealthy people do it. Watch this. I was putting in for loans. 
My thing, my plan was to get a loan. But the purpose of the Lord was to teach me how this works. Why? It wasn't for me. Whenever God shows me something, when God has a purpose to show me something, it means there's something coming up down the road and down the street in my transition that I have to know this information about. So I, so I, I set up the line, line of credit. Everything is set up now, and I'm waiting to use it. And, and I, so they said, you need to open the counter, put some money in so we could draw, take the, the, uh, the payment out. So I said, well, I, I gave her this number. She said, oh, that's way too much money. She said, no, she said, your payments, you, she said, your payments are going to be so, she gave me an idea what the payments were. I said, for real? She said, yeah, that's why we do this. And I thought to myself, my church needs to know about this. You paying 30% on the credit card when you could pay 4% on a line of credit. Okay, that's a whole other thing. But watch this. But my plan was to get a loan. And God kept shutting it down. Could it be that God keeps shutting down your plan because, watch this now, it's not going to his purpose? And does that mean that because God shuts your plan down, watch this now, that you shouldn't plan? No. It means that God, watch this now, the planning is mine, it's my responsibility, but the purpose is God's. I, I'm driving down the street, I think I'm doing right, and I heard, I hear, um, recalculating right. I'm like, no, no, well, well uh, the Lord has recalculated me. Well, I'm just, I'm, let me go with it. I'm going with it. Why? Because I have a plan, but he has a purpose. Everybody shout, say, I have a plan, but God has a purpose. I'm almost, almost done. Watch this now. So go to uh, Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 18. Everybody read out loud. Ready? Read. Plan, succeed. Uh-huh. Here's the thing. So your plans will succeed, if not, not just that you have a lot of counselors, but you have counselors that know what the heck they're talking about. Don't just take, what, you know what's crazy to me? I was, I was talking to someone the other day about, about uh, this generation that we're in. Some people, it's, it's crazy how they say, well, I talk, to, I talk to my counselors, and the counselors are their friends. No, it doesn't work like that. Your counselor should be someone who has been there, done that. Never, you got people that ain't got nothing to their name but an opinion. That's all they own, opinion. They've never accomplished anything and you letting them speak into your, come on here, say you better than that. That's not how you do it. Sometimes, as much as you don't want to hear mama talk, you ask a mama what you think about this. Daddy, what you think about this? They may say, ah, you got to be careful of that. Nah, you know how to stuff. They may get all old school on you, but you listen to the, what, what am I listening for? I'm listening for wisdom. I'm not looking, listen, it's not for direction. I want their wisdom. I, I hear their information. I extract the wisdom, and I get it if I go to someone else. And what I do, I'm, I'm comparing the things that are the same. What is everyone saying to me consistently? You got it? So I pl- let's watch this now. Plan to succeed through good counsel. He says, don't ever take on the enemy without wise advice. And then this scripture. I'm going to read four of them. Proverbs 16, verse 1. Here's what it says. We can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. Okay? How, how does it work? Let me show you how to, what the Bible is talking about here. It means... That I could sit down and lay out a whole plan. And I pray over it. I say, God, this is what I'm planning to do. But let your purpose prevail. And what God will begin to do is, he will go here. I'll go here and God will say no. He'll say no. Yep, 
Yep. And watch this. I can't count just the yeses as a part of the plan or a part of God's purpose. I got to count the no's too. Then after a while, watch this now. I got to pay attention to what God is saying no to. Sometimes God says no. When he says no, he's saying no to a specific kind of opportunity, a specific door. He's saying no to a certain timing or a certain attitude going to something. I got to pay attention to what he's saying no to. He's not saying no to everything. He's saying yes to some things. Watch this. Sometimes he'll say no to the big thing, but yes to the small thing. Other times he's saying no to the small thing, but yes to the big thing. What is he doing? He's trying to send me a message. I got to pay attention to that. I can make my own plans, but the Lord will give me the right answer. Everybody say, the Lord will give me the right answer. Go to verse 3. It's, watch this now. Read this one out loud. Ready? Read. Commit your... Uh-huh. Watch this now. If you have no plan of action, no plan of action, you have nothing to commit to the Lord. Your plans can't succeed. See, many times what happens to us, you say, I hate my job. Do you have an employment plan? I don't like where I'm living. You have a housing plan? Do you have a plan to live somewhere else? Or are you just satisfied to complain about the little house you live in? So, Pastor, I just don't feel good. I never feel good. Do you have a treatment plan? You, have, you say, I don't make enough money. Do you have, finan- you have a financial plan? My friends just, you have a friend plan. I want babies. Do you have a, a paternal plan? Do you, do you see what I'm trying to say? You, what I'm trying to say to you is if you want this thing, if you want your life to go in that direction, you need a plan. And I'm going to tell you something right now. Sometimes your plan is to downsize. Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, featuring the lead single, It Is So. Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, in stores now and available at all digital outlets. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to you have to trust that God is like a person. He's a real person and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Everything that grows is not healthy. Ask a person that's ever had a tumor or a fibroid cyst. Because it's grown doesn't mean it's healthy. 
So you need a plan. And so I'm going to tell you something. And sometimes a part of the plan is like it's, it's, I'm downsizing it. I'll never forget. I was living in a house. I didn't like the house. Want another house. Decided to sell the house. Sold the house. Had to move in with my accountant. Live with, well, I think we lived there for maybe six, seven months. Had to move out. Downsize. What am I doing? I was looking for a house. Couldn't find a house. Couldn't find a house. So what did I do? I sowed a seed. I sowed a seed. And I told God, I'm trusting you for a house. When the realtor showed me the ranch, I knew that was my place. I knew it was. So we went in, cut the deal. They, they, I think they wanted 340 or 350 I offered them 320 something like that. Bought, bought the property. He said, you, bought, you paid that much for the house? Let me tell you something. At that time, I'd been working for the company a long time. And the issue is not, I'm going to tell you something. The issue was not the cost, it was the payment. You're going to be like, what? The issue is not the cost, it's the payment. Can you afford the payment? You got it? So I know I can't afford the payment, but you know, it's, it, it's cheap. You're crazy. No, the issue is not, it's the pay. Everybody says the payment. So I, we did the math, bought the house. Watch this, this is crazy. Bought the property, and after I got the property, I, I looked around and thought to myself, the house is too small. I bought it for the land. House was little. But you know what I did? I made a plan. So when it was time for me to get a raise, the boy said, why don't you just build a house? Go, go buy a house. And I went and looked at a lot of houses. I said, you know what? No. Watch this. I said, my people live on this side of town. I'm not living over there in Bocardio. No. I, I, so what are you going to do? I made a plan. I'm going to add on to the house. And my plan included expansion. Watch this now. The problem with a lot of us is we don't plan. Everything that happens is either, it's either in or out, up or down, yes or no. You don't, you don't plan anything out. What's your plan to move from where you are right now? Am I saying plan enough? Are you, have you heard the Lord yet? Now watch this now. It's so in verse 3. It says, go back to verse 3. It says, verse 3 again. It says, commit your actions to the Lord. Then your plan will succeed. Go, go to the next verse. The next verse says this. We can make our plans, but the Lord determines our... That's in line with Psalm 37, 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Let me show you how it works. What God needs you to do is he needs you to take a step. Your job is to lift your foot. His job is where it comes down. So you can pick up your foot, take a step, and God can have you doing this. Now, to the person that can't hear God... And they see you doing that. It looks weird. Have you, have you ever pulled up to the, like a stop sign or stop light and the person in the, is in the car next to you and then the phone goes, you can't hear it the same, but they look crazy just going off. What about this? You ever pulled up and saw a person you know at the stoplight and they dancing to music you can't hear? Do they look crazy? Well, that's the way it works. When people look at your life, when you're following a plan and you've committed your actions to the Lord, you should look like you're crazy because... Because it should look like this. They should see you. Watch this now. It, it, in your walk with God, they should see you picking for doing something. <laughs> and they wonder, what in the world are you doing? What they don't know is I'm making progress. You stand there and look at me if you want to. It may look funny. And sometimes it looks like I'm playing Twister. But God knows exactly where he wants me to go. What is he doing? He's causing me to avoid the pitfalls. He's causing me to avoid all the things that will mess me up. You make your plans. A plan includes steps. God will order the steps. 
Okay, I'm going to show it a different way. Verse 33. I like the way the Holy Spirit keeps developing. Same chapter. He keeps developing it to show you what he means. This is awesome. Read it out loud. We may throw the dice, but the... Any ex-gamblers in here? Anybody still gambles? It gets you delivered in Jesus' name. Okay, so watch this. He said, you take the dice, your plan, <laughs> and you roll them, and God determines how they turn up. I'm about to blow your mind. In the Hebrew, what it really says, you cast your vote, and God determines who gets in office. What it means is, every time you roll the dice, it's not intended for you to win. Why would he use the term rolling the dice? Because faith involves risk. You could be safe all day long. But you know what? God did not call you for safety. There's a saying that ships are safe in the harbor. But that's not what ships are built for. Because I'm just afraid of the water. The ship is fine in the water. The problem comes when the water gets in the ship. Now I want to show you something that's going to help you. I'm almost done. I went longer than I expected to. I want to show you this because I believe it's going to help you. In the Bible, there's a scripture and I just, I just don't know where I, where I left it. I left it somewhere. I, I see where it is. Steps. You know this scripture by heart, Psalm, 27, Psalm 37, verse 23. I just quoted it several times. You know it by heart. Psalm 37, verse 23. It says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail. Every, everybody say, God delights in every detail of my life. You know what it means? It, even when you're on the comeback trail, God is your cheerleader. When, when you make right decisions, God cheers you on. Watch this. When, when you make wrong decisions, he goes, hmm, we got to do something with that. He'd allow, he would allow adversity to come. He would shut you down. He would cause problems to, to come, kind of swoop in on you. Why? He's trying to get you off that decision. He's trying to order your steps. God is working with you, not against you. This is critical. Now, now, so the Lord directs the steps. Give me the next scripture. I want to show him something. Give me King James. I think it's Romans chapter 4. I want to show you this because Abraham is the father of faith. In Romans chapter 4, verse 12, he says for the... Uh, Verse 12, King James. And the father of circumcision, speaking of Abraham, to them who are not of the circumcision only. Circumcision speaks to the, the people who are circumcised were the Jews back in those days. And then the people who were not circumcised are the Gentiles. That's what he's talking about. He said, but, but, but the promise is to those who walk in the steps, in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had been yet uncircumcised. So what the Bible talks about here is that if we're, if we're going to walk in a faith that pleases God, it has to be steps-based, not leap-based. You got it? There was another critical thing I said earlier I want to re reiterate, is that your transition is always to something, not from something. If, you, if you're transitioning from something, if your whole thing is, I, I just don't want to be here anymore, that's not transition, that's running. What you do, you put your situation before the Lord and see if the Lord puts something before you. 
We always have to go with what's before us. It's not that I don't want to be over here in Nazareth. It's that I want to be in Jerusalem where my call is. That's what happened with Jesus. And so he, he said, resolutely, he set his face to go what was, to what was in front of him, and he had to go through Samaria. My question to you is this. My question to you is this. What has God put before you? He said, Pastor, I don't know. Well, let me help you out. What, what do you dream of? What's your desire? I'm going to talk to the young people right quick. Who do you see yourself becoming? I'll tell you a couple of things. Number one, pretending to be it don't make you it. Watch this now. Here's number two. Number two. But if you stay on course with what you're doing and you understand what's involved in where you want to go, God will cause that. I remember being a young man and a guy said to me, he heard the pastor tell me, he said, you, he said you're not a good preacher. You, I, I think you're called to teach. And when they heard pastor said that, people were laughing. But this one guy came to me and said, have you ever heard of Fred Price? And I said, no. He said, you need to watch Fred Price. Check this out. I'd never heard of Fred Price. The other people were laughing because Pastor said, I was not a good preacher. I couldn't hoop. I couldn't do none of that stuff. But, but he, Pastor said, you're a teacher. I didn't know any teachers. He said, he said I told him, I said, I've never seen a black, preach, a black teacher before. All I knew was Kenneth Copeland. And, and he said, no. He said, the guy said, you need to watch Fred Price. The first time I put Fred Price on, I sat and watched him for a whole hour. And you know what I saw? Me. Everything about how he delivered the word appealed to me. I had never seen a teacher look like me before, but when I saw him, I saw myself. And I, I saw how he walked, how he, was, how, he was, how he carried himself. I, stud, I got all his tapes. I started studying. Not, it wasn't so much the information. I studied him. I wanted to know why God would use him like that. I looked at his church. I, I researched him. He had everything. And I said, that's where I'm going. And God gave me a visual. I wasn't running from preaching. I was running to teaching. Make sense? Okay, so I want to give you one more scripture, and we're going to end here. Let me get a musician real quickly. In Proverbs chapter 20, verse 24, New Living Translation, I want, this is a critical part of what we're saying, and we'll be done. Look at the scripture real quickly. It says, the Lord directs our steps. So why try to understand everything along the way? Here's what the Bible says. When the Lord is directing your steps, there'll be some things you just won't understand. How you know it's God directing your steps? When I'm directing my steps, I only go where I understand. I only choose what I understand. I only choose what I'm familiar with. But when God is directing your step, he will cause you to walk into a situation and you go, what the heck, what's going on here? And you have no idea what's happening with you. God says, I need you to be good with that. I need you to be good with being led into situations. Watch this now. You planned it one way, it turned out another way. You set this up to be a gain and you lost. Watch this now. You set it up for a loss and it was a gain. You expected people to flock to it, and they didn't. And then when you just do a little thing, people flock to that. What is God doing? He's trying to show me where he's taking me. So the Bible says the Lord will direct our steps, so don't even try to understand everything along the way. If you, either you get it or you don't. And if you don't understand it, you know what you say? Lord, I don't understand, but I give you praise anyway. And in the middle, watch this now, in the middle of your lack of understanding, I don't know what's going on. I don't know how that happened. I didn't plan for this, but you know what? But I know, as you said in Psalm 138, you will work it out. You're going to work out your plan for me. Everybody shout and say, God is working out his purpose for my life. 
Listen, all he needs from you is, so what's your plan? What's your plan? You need a plan. I'm talking to somebody. Your life is in the thick of it. You're just crying to God about it. He said, Pastor, I don't know what I'm going to do. And God says, I need you to make a plan. Because the moment you make a plan, I'm going to add something to it. It gives me something to work with. It shows me that you trust me moving forward. Some point you lift your hands to the Lord real quickly. Everybody in the room, say these words. Say, Lord, I trust you moving forward. Say this to God. Say this to God. Say, soften my heart in the areas where it became hard. Help me to let go in the areas where I hold on. Teach me in the midst of this to trust you like I've never trusted you before. Now say this in faith. Say you're working on something. You're working your purpose. So now I add my plan. And I thank you that my plan does not offend you, but it gives you something to work with. Why don't you worship right there for me, just for a moment. Just for a moment, just worship him right here. I, you listen, everywhere I've been teaching for the last four weeks, whether it's here or somewhere else, God has been talking to people about the transition that they're going through. And let me tell you this right now, you are transitioning whether you like it or not. Or you say, Pastor, I just like things the way they are. And yet you may, but they don't serve you moving forward. They don't serve you moving forward. You need God's hand. You need God's wisdom. You, God, listen, God made you for a purpose. And that purpose will not remain dormant. If he has to drag you kicking and screaming. But the way you enjoy it is to plan. We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Art Ramsey. We invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website, nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. We invite you to follow Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, on Twitter at Hart Ramsey, on Facebook at Hart Ramsey Media, and on Instagram at Hart Ramsey. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to dive into God's Word as we get on course with Hart Ramsey.